I could barely speak and 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 now you would probably never know unless I told you type thing. Right. And you know, just just always test your limitations, right? If there's something you want to do, like don't accept, don't accept no. Prove to yourself that you can or can't do something. Don't let someone else determine that for you. Don't don't let someone put you in a box. How much can a 30-minute conversation with the right person change your life, career, mindset, and actions? Asking questions and listening to learn has taken me around the world and through two master's degrees. I'm Rob, a learn-it-all voicing a growth mindset and working with my podcast team to share perspectives that empower listeners who believe there's more to all of our stories. These relatable coffee chats are the fun, fast, and free way to laugh, learn, and look back while we witness purpose and direction for making our own way with heart and hard work. You've helped me tremendously. I want to be a part of sharing those conversations, making these opportunities more accessible to people who might be listening wherever they are. They might be having a coffee in the morning, getting started, driving to work, coming home. We're going to work together to make self-development not feel so isolated, but to instead be fun, fast, and free. So, you know, they might be drinking. What are you drinking right now? Uh, right now, I got some uh, watermelon grape seltzer water. I am uh, I'm, I'm addicted to these zero calorie soda waters. I don't I don't know why, but it makes it a lot easier for me to get my uh, whatever it is, you know, 64 ounces of, of liquid uh, every day. So nice. nice. I am drinking a little bit of coffee right now. Nice. Which I actually have not been a coffee drinker like my whole life. Most people know like caffeine messes me up. I can't sleep. But since I started training for the Ironman, um, it's helped me get revved up. And so after this, I'm going to go train. So um, getting my little caffeine kick to give me that boost and um, hopefully get some legal gains out of it. But um, thrilled to have you, John. So the way that this episode in the new format is going to work, we're going to laugh, we're going to learn, and we're going to look back. We're going to work from perception, connection to reflection, and hopefully have a lot that listeners can take out of to learn from our conversation as I've learned from you. I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. So the first real question before we really get into anything is witnessing is the most powerful way of being present and engaged with someone in their process. As hard and hard workers, we understand and thrive and we strive to bridge the gap between how others see us and how we see ourselves. So the first question that I like to ask in, on every episode is to empower our guests and listeners. And it's how do you want to be witnessed? Uh yeah, I mean, more than anything else, right, I think integrity is super important. So how I would like to be witnessed is, you know, um, as a supporting father to my two kids, as a as a supporting husband to my wife, um, and just as someone who you know, who has your back. Um, um, you know, I think um, there's a lot of opportunities um, throughout your career to uh, take a shortcut. Um, and whether, and sometimes that requires maybe sacrificing some integrity and, uh, you know, how I want, want to be witnesses as someone who would never do that. Right. It's never even a question. Right. So, um, you know, I value, um, integrity over pretty much everything else and all things I do. Nice. And I felt that from working with you, I've been honored to get to continue to learn from you, uh, as you're someone who continues to learn and learn through teaching. So, I'm going to hit your, your, your biographies for a second, but I just want to say it's, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's cool to hear you saying that and reflecting that and owning that because we don't often get a chance to own that part of our identity. 
really people see us at the surface and they take it and they, they just judge us, but it's nice to know, Hey, someone else feels that way too. And I've noticed that after years of conversations, we all pretty much feel that same way. And we wish that someone could witness us and see us the way that we see ourselves in the way that I see you too. And, and I mean, I know you are a husband and as you said to your beautiful and supportive wife, father to two smart and caring children, an avid sportsman and hockey, golf, bowling, fishing, you name it. And a career student, someone who you currently work at Microsoft doing corporate strategy in their cloud business. And you've taught me a ton. And in addition to that, you run your own real estate and rental management company, often described as someone with tremendous executive function and a master of time management. The only thing I enjoy more than making lists of things to do is crossing the things off the list, as you put it. Uh, and I know that's definitely a true fact. Every time I would log in and see you in our team's calls, like, hey, good morning, John. You big whiteboard. Yeah, my whiteboard. Yeah. Sometimes you're just writing stuff on the back to see if anyone's reading it. Like, if you're reading that's, this, spend coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, thank, thanks. That, thanks for that intro. Yeah, that's, you know, spot on, right? Uh, there's something really powerful about, um, uh, knowing what you want to accomplish, right? It's harder than you think, right? Making that list is often an accomplishment of itself. So mm -hmm. I encourage, you know, everyone I work with, uh, you know, know your goals, right? Whether they're short-term, long-term, you know, and they manifest for me in lists, but, you know, uh, know your goals and, and that's Honestly. how you can achieve So true. I mean, I've learned a ton from you and it's, it's helped me a tremendous amount. So, but we're going to move into our, our laugh section. So we're going to laugh, learn, and look back. Remember, so in here, we're throwing you in the hot seat for two minutes to get to know the man behind the curtain, some things we can relate on. These are also great conversation pieces to use on those Zoom calls and those awkward three, four minutes before the person starts the meeting that was supposed to start on time. It's nice just to throw it out. I actually had a call the other day with Microsoft and our team onboarding. And we had some extra time and I was like, hey, would you prefer sweet potatoes or regular potatoes? So here we go. Two minutes putting you on the spot and timer started. And yeah, that's the first question, John. Would you rather have sweet potatoes or regular potatoes? I'm not to go regular. Sweet just is, is, gets overwhelming after too many for me. Okay. If you cut them up sweet, we got to put you on. Are you a dog or a cat person? Dog. Uh, you. What's your guilty pleasure? Oh, my guilty pleasure. Uh probably golf shoes. I have way too many golf shoes. I've got, I think like, I'm embarrassed to say this. I probably have 13 pairs of golf shoes. Uh, wow, that some is... would say it's a problem. Uh, <laughs> you got to start selling those. What's a movie you never get tired of watching? Oh, got to be Happy Gilmore. That's you guy loves golf. What's your life mantra? Life mantra, always be learning or teaching. Mm, I like be an that. active participant. What is one food that you can never get tired of? Uh, sushi. Mm, I, I've tried. Kind of I've, eat, I've, I've eaten one of those whole boat, boats by myself. I love sashimi. I love uh, uh, toro. Fatty toro is awesome. Ooh, bring it on. I'm with you. Um, what is your pet peeve? Uh, pet peeve would be um, when people don't say do what they say they're going to do and their words and actions don't line up. Mm, that's worth a coffee sip real quick. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's like the moment when you need to reflect on something. Uh, what's a song that empowers you? Um, so not a typical pump up song, but Day Tripper by the Beatles. That riff is awesome. Ooh. So I just really like that riff. And check it out. See if I add it to my Iron Man playlist. What would you rather have chunky or smooth peanut butter? Chunky. Let's mix it up. I love the texture. You're with me. What's your real life superpower? 
my real life superpower is uh, time. We'll never get to find out. <laughs> yeah, no, probably. I'd say I'd say time management or uh, not worrying about what other people think. I was going to say it's ironic for you to say time management as we as we run out of time on the two minute clock, but I I will count it. We'll get you in there. So it's great. Right. Uh, thanks for answering those questions, being willing. Those are awesome questions to throw out to get to find out more about the people behind. You know, really, I think they're the foundation of these working relationships, and they give us a chance to just have something easy and accessible. You know, would you rather have chunky or smooth peanut butter? You get everybody on the chat just writing something, even if they didn't have any chance to say anything in the meeting. So. It's nice. So I, I want to transition now to talking about the top three takeaways, things that you've learned the hard way, you know, something we can listen to and learn from your experience, not just to get the advice, but to really hear you reflecting on the way that these changed your experience or had a vivid impact. So John, I want to know, actually, if you could tell us your top three takeaways, then we could spend the majority of time reflecting on them. Yeah. Um, so one thing is success ex itself isn't uh, the reward, isn't rewarding. Um, you know, and I learned this the hard way, right? So like, um, it's more important to be growing and learning while being successful. And that's what's really fulfilling because, you know, I learned this the hard way specifically, like I'll relate it back to sports. And when I was playing hockey uh, and I still play hockey, but, um, you know, I went out and I played in a C league, which, you know, C is like, there's A, there's B, there's C, so, and there's D. Um, so C's kind of on the lower end. I wouldn't play in the C league and I was the leading scorer in the league and we won the championship, but, uh, uh, I didn't have that much fun. Um, yeah. And then, you know, I started going out and I joined a, an A-League uh, and I, I can barely hang with all those very fast uh, college kids, but um, I scored a goal in a pickup game with those guys and it was far more rewarding, right? So like uh, way more hard, uh, you know, getting bumped around people. Everyone's faster than me. I'm struggling to keep up. But um, that one goal was way more rewarding than a full season of, you know, getting four or five goals a game like that that being the success itself wasn't the point right it's more the journey the hard work the getting better uh challenging yourself so you know don't uh you know if i look back on it i probably wasted my time right not having not getting any better not really enjoying myself right so um you know i i'd say always challenge yourself yeah um, i i got a question about you for, to follow up on that after but i want to know what's that second takeaway what's the second thing yeah, what's your second takeaway? I, I, that, I, I have a question to come back to you for that. I really want you to reflect on that. What's the second uh, major takeaway? Yeah, yeah, major takeaway. And this one probably should have been first, but uh, um, it's make sure you like spend your time or I, I learned to make sure I spend my time uh, that aligns with my values. And mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, and this kind of relates back to what I just said on like success being rewarding, success alone not being rewarding. And that is when I first started working, I... Um, I worked at PwC. I worked at mm -hmm. EMC Corporation for those two combined about 10 years. And I traveled a lot uh, doing mergers, acquisitions, and big data center migrations and transformations. And I traveled all over the world internationally. In the, and, um, you know, I, at the same time, I was also starting a family. And, right. um, you know, I, I thought, right, the goal was to provide and to do the best I could there. Um, however, at the cost of not being present, uh, put a lot of strain on my, on my family and, uh, um, things were rough. So I ended up, you know, reassessing how I'm spending my time to see if it aligns, you know, if I want to be this, if I want to be there for my family and be supportive, like it's not just a paycheck. Right. So, um, I, I quit a very, very successful career in, in PwC, 
uh, on a partner path and I restarted uh, at a more local uh, small managed service provider doing other work. But um, the point is like, you know, sometimes you got to take a breath, reassess and make sure that you're spending your time such that it's aligned with your values and that you can be proud at the end of the day of, you know, who you are, not just professionally, but personally as well. Yeah, no, that's massive. I think, and 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 what you're describing too is getting to this place where you're thinking more about long term, long term health, long term success, mentally, physically, spiritually, relationally with your family. Um, you know, my pushback, and because I really want to know, like, how you came to this. Like, what was was there a breaking point? And and the thing I want, because there's probably listeners that are saying, like, yeah, that's well and great, but like, what about sacrificing? What about doing whatever it takes to be successful? So so like, do you regret? the time that you had to spend away from your family to set up your career and to set, to set that up. And like, what might someone who's listening be able to say is like, Oh, I can do this for a fixed amount of time. And then maybe I'm going to transition. Like how does someone know to be able to align those things with what they truly want is what I'm trying to dig at. Yeah, I think so. Bunch of questions in there, right? One, do I regret it? Uh, Do I regret leaving or staying? Right. I think you said, do I regret putting in the time? Um, no. Um, however, I wish I, I, you know, my own, my regret would be, I should have uh, transitioned out of that a little bit sooner. Uh, right. And so like, how did I know, like in retrospect, I knew when, when I knew when it was time. Right. Right. Uh, so like, how can we figure out what that retrospect yeah, is introspectively? Yeah. I, I'd say you need to uh, talk to those around you and be very transparent and, and have a conversation about goals and what's important. Right. So um you know, there, maybe there are some trade-offs that you got that need to be made together. Right. So, um, you know, the most, the reason why most of us want to be successful in our careers is to provide a, a life for ourselves, for our loved right. ones, et cetera. So, you know, you, you know, if you're out doing that and there's that alone, isn't what they value, or they'd rather have new present, uh, you, you need to sort of take that pulse. So like you can, and you can feel it too, right. If you, uh, um, if you find yourself, you know, uh, in the two or three days you're home, like catching up on email and and uh, barely having any time to sit down and have like dinner with your family, like that's, that's some obvious things things there, right? Uh, and the consulting can be extremely grueling as well. So I'd say the best way would be you find a trusted circle of folks you care about and sort of make sure you're constantly like uh, soundboarding your your goals and your plan, like you know your one three five year plan with them. Make sure it's aligned with those you care about. Right. Because the momentum can really take, and the reason I wanted to stop you there is, is for twofold one, because I had just recently had a very similar conversation with someone who I was mentoring talking about like how we make that balance and stay consistent. Cause he was like, you know what? I become consumed with making enough money to provide for my family. And he's a couple of years older than me. And he's saying to provide for my family, but I'm missing out on being with my family. So he realized that and reflected on that because we were conversing, like you said, find that trusted circle. And he said, well, I need to do X, Y, and Z. I need to make these changes. I need to make sure one night a week, or I need to make sure that I'm budgeting and allocating time, not just giving money, you know, not just teaching my kids how to work hard, but to be there for them. And the other yeah. thing is because I really think that I, I absorbed that a lot from working with you. I think you had a really tremendous time management and balance with family and you knew how to unplug and you knew how to ignore my stupid messages when I was messaging like, Hey, can you help me with this intern research project? And you, you kept everything really well compartmentalized. And so I, I would to call that out and appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's awesome that you're able to provide that guidance for others. Right. Um, if you ever find yourself in that scenario. 
Yeah, yeah, because because like as you're do as you're teaching, you're also learning, right? So right, I like you said, great. always teacher or the learner. Porque yeah. no los dos. Yeah. <laughs> so, what is your third takeaway? Because I, I I like I really like to be able to reflect on these with you. Yeah. So the last one is um, don't let others determine your self worth or your capability ceiling, and just work hard and and for what you want and strive to get better every day, right? And so I learned this, uh, you know through some trials, right? Um, when I was younger, I contracted uh, contracted uh, bacterial meningitis in my brain and spine. And, um, you know, it's it's a pretty high mortality rate of that. Uh, I was like one or two years old, but I ended up in a coma for a couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, my heart stopped and for an extended period of time and lack of oxygen to my brain and stuff, I had some permanent damage. So I actually started out my education years uh, and focused programs for learning how to speak. And, and uh, I had specific damage to the area that turns like thoughts into speech. So I really had sh struggles uh, speaking um, like terribly. So for several years, I you know was in all these focus classes and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and in that time, right, um, I think, um, you know, it was a lot of hard work to get better. But, you know, through all of that, like there were plenty of, scenario like there were plenty of paths that could have like wound that could have ended up going down right um uh they wanted to keep me in like the lower level classes they wanted to keep me in developmental like uh uh classes and things like right. that to, to, to help get better but um i pushed to to i wanted to be like a normal kid i wanted to be in all the normal classes and uh i thought i was capable of learning more and, and things like that so you know despite all that you know i just kept kept learning and, 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 you know, what most people take for granted of just being able to speak, uh, uh, I had to do that speech therapy for years. And however, now I'm a pretty decent public speaker. And, but no, but the point is I could barely speak and, and, and now you would probably never know unless I told you type thing. Right. And, um, I certainly I, yeah. And I think, I think, I think, you know, along the way as you know, you'll find, you know, just, just always test your limitations, right? If there's something you want to do, like don't accept, don't accept no. Like, uh, you know, go out there and like, like prove to yourself that you can or can't do something. Don't let someone else determine that for you. Don't, don't let someone put you in a box, right? So, right. Um, you know, I just encourage everyone to sort of, you can do more than you think is, right. is the real message. And that's a, that's a powerful message for everyone to take away. I, I know it even just, I could tell that the various calls we've had with your kids too, the way you, you interact with them, the messages that you want to impart onto them. So you're really thinking at this level. And, and, and I think there's three major things that I like to digest on from what you said. And I think that my own personal struggle with public speaking and just like anxiety and it's like, you probably wouldn't know that from looking at me. No one, no one does either. But it's like, before I used to speak, I, was like, I get all hot. I get like really just crazy fluctuated with, all these emotions, like, oh my God, everyone's judging and, and I, everyone does feel that. Way. But so what I'm working on professionally and personally is speaking like I'm right, having that confidence and conviction while listening like I'm wrong. And I think people often think you can't do both. Like, oh, if you're speaking with such confidence, you must be pompous. You must be so full of yourself. And that's, it's not the case. And it's not that I have everything figured out. It's just that I'm presenting it this way because I want you to either know and you know i want to believe in what i'm believing and i want you to believe it too or i want to work on correcting it together as well and and why that's related i think like you talk about you know finding a trusted circle 
and finding these people that are not just holding you accountable, but they're also your resources. So when you're talking to people about what your true goals are and aligning them for not just your work-life balance, you're involving people in your process. You're find, they, they know how they can help you. They know what you're actually interested in because a lot of times, like you said, you know, beware of what other people are trying to determine for you. There's these classes and these supports. They're, they're trying to support you, but often those, those support metrics and those social constructs can just keep you so on track towards the wrong place. So they, right. they're indeed, they'll help you, but they're sending you to a place that you don't want to go. So the last thing was for me thinking about was beware of those social constructs that are designed to support you, but are ultimately guiding you to the direction that you don't want to go. And, and those are really three powerful takeaways from what I got out of what you said. Yeah, no, I think those are, those are great insights. Um, I think you took away all the right points, right? Like, I think that last one's really interesting, right? Thinking about you know, whether it be social constructs or, um, you know, things that are just how it's supposed, how it's supposed to be done, how it's uh, like, this is what, you know, right. this is what everyone before you did. This is the mold type thing. So sure. I think if we all did that, uh, there wouldn't be very many interesting things happening. Right. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, that, that's a, that's a great point to, you know, if something doesn't feel right, if you think you can do something differently, you know, it doesn't even need to, it's not a better or worse thing always. Sometimes it's just different. So, you know, just, just find your space to do your thing uh, and you'll be a lot happier. Absolutely. And I know we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I would not have traveled the world. I would not have been involved in international business. I wouldn't have gone and got my second master's degree. I wouldn't be at Microsoft if it was not for being willing to be uncomfortable when they say like, be, be uncomfortable being, be comfortable being uncomfortable. I think that's what they mean is you feel that amygdala response, you know, like, oh, this is weird. This is different. This is strange. But on the other side of that uncomfortability is a better me. And that's taken me to become a better speaker, to become a better listener, to become a, a better business leader. And so I love being able to take away from your top three takeaways, make sure you spend your time correctly aligning it success itself isn't the reward it's the it's finding it in the process in the pursuit of being effective and don't let others determine your self-worth really three awesome takeaways so i'm going to go back and listen to this because it gets me jazzed up nice. <laughs> um so moving to our reflection right we're going to look back together so this is a great chance for people who are listening who are developing trying to come up with their own stories trying to articulate their own values, they can emulate and hear the way that you communicate about your skills, your strengths, and the star situations that you've been through. So John, the question I'm going to ask you is, tell me about a time that you needed to support your team to complete a difficult task. Sure. So um, back when I was leading a service assurance group at a managed service provider, um, and what that is for those who don't know, right? It's a, it's a couple hundred engineering team. And what we did was we supported, you know, a couple hundred customers, uh, for all their technology stuff, right. In the cloud and whatnot. So, um, we were basically an extension of all these other companies and part of like, we were basically part of their workforce, but it's just supporting their IT stuff. And so, um, as part of doing that, uh, the accreditations help, right? And so one of, there was a very big accreditation that Microsoft actually just released. I wasn't working at Microsoft at the time, but um, they said, hey, we're gonna do this new uh, accreditation for companies like yours. And it's called an expert managed service provider badge mm -hmm. right, at first, that was what they were calling it. And they launched it and 
you know, we were a smaller company in comparison to like, uh, we're, we're similar to a rack space, but a little bit smaller. And for those who don't know, you can look up that. But, um, and we were like, oh, we want to be in the first inaugural, uh, the first group that gets this badge so that we get listed on, you know, Microsoft Azure's site. Like when, when new customers come on, they can see us listed as a preferred person to help them with it. Like this could be good for business. And like, it also is an opportunity for us to showcase that we have skills in this area, right? So um, the audit process was, uh, it starts off by they send you like a 10 page document that has all the audit points in it. And there's there's hundreds of audit points and each one you got to demonstrate, uh, you have to document and you have to do a live presentation and, and show that like you can, your folks can do these things, right? So it goes through all the different products and services in Azure. And so that audit, uh, we only had uh, a month to prepare uh, and we'd only been, kind of, we only been using the skills in our company for about uh, six months, I'd say. So we're still new to Azure and we had mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to prove, demonstrate that we had capability in. Um, so in that period of time had to mobilize across all the different business units. So like marketing, uh, of course, my team, the service assurance team, um, engineering who helps build a lot of our platforms and things. Um, and then all the business operations folks, um, and we had to get together and say, okay, we need to doc- make sure we had all the doc- processes documented with the business team. We had to make sure our outward marketing, uh, like customer facing uh, skills and, and um, uh, services were aligned with what we were, what we needed to deliver on. And then we needed to get with my team and build out actual demos of how we manage and operate all these different environments. The point is it was probably the equivalent of like three to six months of work being done in like, you know, four weeks. And mm-hmm. Um, it was really, really tough. We ended up, uh, we ended up getting a conditional, uh, pass, uh, after, after four days of in-person audits, uh, like 10 hour days. And then, you know, we had to follow up with some additional uh, materials afterwards, but we ended up getting the, the certification. However, the, you know, the situation was difficult. Uh, because timelines, uncertainty, right? It's a new, it was a new accreditation. Nobody knew much about it. Uh, uh-huh. The task was to go prepare, get ready for the audit. Um, situation tax and the action we took was uh, a lot of different actions, but uh, it was mainly preparing the audit materials, preparing the demo, demos, uh, you know, all, all the things needed to, to pull it together. And the result was we passed, right? Um, Sorry, that was a little rambling way of uh, explaining it, but I thought it's cool because listeners, listeners are listening, right? And they are, this is hard for anyone to do. I mean, it's, it's not, that's why I appreciate you being willing to, to jump on the spot. It's definitely a powerful story. So I took some notes. I was listening, but first question I want to ask you is like, how'd you feel about that? Uh, When? When I first learned that we had to do it during it, no, about, about your actual, no, I'm oh, out of character. Actual. how'd you feel about your response for like reflecting and strengthening on the response to help listeners be able to communicate their own skills and what they can draw out of it? Yeah, I, I feel like, um, I feel like it was uh, a little repetitious, right? Uh, mm. I think it kind of took a winding path to sort of lay out the situation, but, um, uh, overall, if, if I would encourage your listeners, if, if they have to do a star, uh, like Amazon's interviews, for example, right. are all star format, right? Right. And, uh, uh, you definitely want to write that out beforehand. And, and even what I ended with is probably what you want to start with. Right. And then you can drill into the details. Like, so like whatever I just did, I would probably, 
if I were being more prepared, I would do that the opposite way and say situation, right. task, action, result, and then I we could drill into each area. Yeah, um, I, I I agree, and I appreciate your openness to come on and into practice because it's really awesome to hear someone who's got so much development and experience, and to think like we look at those, we look at people like you, John. And we're like. How do you have it all figured out? How'd you get yeah, here? Clearly like, not. And the and the, the, the reality is though, is no one has it all figured out. It's actually what my my reflection. I do a reflection of the day for the Ironman. It's like you don't have it all figured out. And underneath it says datitude because it's like no one does. We figure it out as we go, and that's how we get uncomfortable. But you have so many great elements in here that I want to call on. So like if I was gonna tell that story, and I know that you could tell it, tell it better too with practice, it was like. Um, you know, the, the, the quantification, let me tell you about a time when we did, we, we accomplished a task that was supposed to take six months and we did it in four weeks immediately. I'm like, well, quantifiable times, these things make sense to me. I would have been like, okay, tell me more about this story. Then I'd like that you explain the situation. I think you, you talked a lot about the challenges that you had to overcome and that's good. You really want to frame those in the beginning. So talking about how you had only a month to prepare and you had six months worth of Azure skills. So these new things, uncertainty, the timelines, there's pressure. I can understand that. I can resonate with that. And then talking about what you had to do, right? You, you had to work cross-functionally as a leader. You worked in marketing, engineering, you had to document all these skills and services. You had to get the team rallied together, facilitate that buy-in and then be able to align everyone consistently. That's something I've, I've learned a ton from you as well. And then the results, right? We, we, we got the conditional pass and we were able to shorten what was supposed to take three to six months and do it in, in four weeks. I'm listening to that story and I'm like, this guy gets it. This yeah. is a guy that knows how to get it done. So um, awesome. Yeah, the good news is another measurable is after completing that, we actually generated a bunch of new business. Uh, right. You know, we, we, we grew revenue uh, preceding that about, five percent more than we had the previous like uh quarter so right. um, so it would have been know. great to have you include that right because yeah. you know the person on the other end is listening and they're, they're not going to be like so tell me about the, how that affected revenue but right. you know you slip that in and be like let me tell you about a time when i was able to lead my team to do three to six months worth of work in four weeks and actually increase revenue by five percent right. person on the other end is probably not even listening anymore he's just like checking the higher box you know like yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sure, no yeah. really Great, great story. And it clearly shows that you have these incredible skills so much that we've been able to learn from you both in, in your takeaways, fun to get to know you on the other side in that laugh section in the learn and, and now to reflect with you a little bit on how, you know, you've been able to implement this in your professional career. Uh, what's at least one helpful resource, you know, you've done so much here at Microsoft, you started your own business and entrepreneurship, you got your MBA, first MBA in finance and second MBA in entrepreneurship. I know you're constantly teaching and learning for, for our listeners and our heart and hard work community. Um, they can probably reach out to your LinkedIn. I know what's a question that you'd like to leave them with something actionable, something to think about uh, that can lead into the future for, for them. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'll tell a little story before I get to the question that seems to be a yeah. pattern with me. Right. Uh, but we all have you yeah. reference this at the top, right? We all have perceptions of ourselves, right? Like we have, you know, we think we're good at certain things. We think we have certain weaknesses, uh, you know, even down to like how our voice sounds when you hear a recording, oh, that's me, right? So we all right. have perceptions of how we are and then there's how others experience us. And so I think, you know, a good question that I think your listeners should think about is, is as you go on this journey and try to tighten the gap between your how you're perceived and how you 
perceive yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Outward in versus in in. Um, you know, what's a good way that you find useful to solicit and act on feedback, right? Because right. that's that whole process of of asking for feedback can be challenging and difficult. Uh, and then once you get it, what do you do with it? And how do you take it? How do you take feedback? How do you, you know, right. sometimes it can feel like a punch in the face. So like, you know, they say roll with the punches, right? So how do you, how do you roll with the punches and, uh, and how do you even get in the ring? Right. So, uh-huh. uh, you know, I, I think having a good toolkit of, of different ways to ask for feedback and how to act on it is, is always good. Right. I'm taking a sip to reflect on that one. Hopefully our listeners are too. So that's an awesome question. What are more techniques really want to involve if, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, wherever you're checking in from, jump onto the LinkedIn. You can write a little contribution. Uh, would love to continue this conversation and get more people to, to follow along, to join the conversation and continue learning and teaching together because I think we all go further that way and, and we definitely see eye to eye on that. Um, John, we're going to wrap up out of here. It's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm just going to say getting to understand you, to laugh with you, find out a little bit more about you. Um, it's really cool to learn from you, your top three takeaways. Make sure you spend time aligning your values. Success itself is not the reward and don't let others determine your self-worth. I love that. And then getting a little star story, learning about how you've been able to influence and how you've been able to get the support of your team through difficult tasks and how to be able to articulate that and talk about your value as a business leader. You definitely have helped us bridge the gap here a little bit today between how we perceive ourselves and how other people do. And it's been a pleasure to witness you. John, thank you for being a part of this podcast. Yeah, thanks again, Rob. Really appreciate it. Please help us empower more people and share these conversations by following, liking, and commenting on our Heart and Hard Work community LinkedIn page. Your support, reflections, and feedback help us build more together and remind us of how much is possible when we take action with heart and hard work.